how much trouble do you think Tony Todd got in for leaking the stuff? <laughs> I think the star of this franchise is Miles. But when Peter Parker got addicted, it did not feel like this momentous effect in Peter Parker's life. That goes back to sort of the uh, street level aspects of superhero stories. Dude, imagine imagine getting to play as a black suit version of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit. He is the GOAT, bro. Like, forget video games. Like, any comic book character ever. Here's my hot take. Kratos is the greatest fictional character of all time. Yo, what is up, guys? This is the Invincibles. You already know who we are. I'm Zen. I'm Ollie. And we uh, are the, the Invincibles. Invincibles. <laughs> it's a part of it, guys. We're never going to get it right. We're no. never going to get the intro right. But we will get our conversations right, and let's get into it, man. And first of all, before mm-hmm. we get into today's episode, Ramadan Mubarak to everybody, you know, celebrating and everybody who's observing the month of Ramadan this month. I feel like Venom right now. You know, Venom is always hungry. I feel like that right now. I am literally, bro, when the sun goes down, bro, my stomach's going up. Like, that's all I'm going to say. But what's, your, but, um, what's, your, what's your meal tonight when the sun goes down? What, what are you having? Uh, alu samosas, um, mm-hmm. some naan butter chicken hopefully mm. um you know some some um some yogurt you know um some dahi uh i'm actually not too sure we'll see what my mom has made up <laughs> when i go to her place but yeah bro i'm super excited it's the first day and it was it was oh man at work today bro mm-hmm. oh my god i'm like it's your lunch break and it's like yeah i'm gonna have lavender scented air for lunch <laughs> it's gonna be a great time i'm gonna be a plant this month photosynthesis you already know man how how so, long does it take for your body to like adjust to it? Um, so it, it the younger you start, the better. But mm-hmm. I don't actually know if that's like confirmed or not. In my experience, I started when I was eight years old, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was cool. Um, I, but keep in mind also, like, you know, when you're a kid, and especially in America. Um, post 9-11 it wasn't just I have to do it for my religion it became more, more of like a cultural sense of pride for me you know yeah. what i mean like it was like this mm-hmm. is this is, i have to show off for my people so i'm going to fast so there's there was an element of cultural pride there's still islamophobia to be to be sure um i think it's way more intensified in the uk than it is here in the u.s right now oh, um, yeah. this, this because a lot of the conservatives here realize unfortunately a lot of muslims and a lot of the high-earning muslims they tend to have a lot of the same values as the high earning conservatives here. So they're like, you know, you hate gay people. We hate gay people. Let's just come together. Like, unfortunately, yeah. it's really tough. And it's really unfortunate. Um, so, so I don't know where I kind of went off of that. But the cultural <laughs> aspect definitely kind of provided that mental steel. You know, mm-hmm. so when I was like hungry, gym class, or even when it's 20 minutes before fast, bro, like those are oftentimes the hardest, you know, aspects of the fast. Um but no, I definitely think that because there's like an element of, oh, my God, like, can it be one more minute, one more minute, one more minute? Um, and then, you know, fast isn't just physical or isn't just eating. Right. It's also physical. So obviously, if you're married, you can't have any, you know, do anything sexual during the day. I can only be at night. If you have a secret boyfriend or a girlfriend, that's got to <laughs> be on the back burner. You know, so like there's like, you know, so there's like a lot of like, um, you know, there's a lot of. I think Ramadan is a point where like a lot of Muslims kind of like play with their identity a bit, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. if you were to kind of look at the identity and it's like a, 
you know, if you were to use the analogy of a pottery, you know, like the pottery machine things, you know, and I feel like we, especially as Muslims, not in our native countries, I feel like we are, because our native countries are where we're raised, right? It's America, UK, Canada, wherever. So we're kind of constantly kind of tussling who we are and what we're supposed to be. Um, you know, you're kind of dealing with the fact that you might be living here in America and you're not super religious and that's okay. Versus everybody back home. Oh my God, what will people say? You know, so you're constantly trying to mold your identity and figure out what works, what doesn't work. Um, you're trying to figure out constantly how can you live your life without having other people constantly sharing their opinion. Um, you know, so there's like a lot of like, and a lot of Asian cultures, especially there's like an element of you're a part of the clockwork. Mm -hmm. versus in a lot of like western cultures it's it is you are the watch you know what i mean so it's like yeah it's a bit different it's a bit different and so i say all that to say as an adult doing ramadan it's kind of harder because you don't have your mom and dad to be disciplining you you know like oh uh you know you can't do, you know you, you can't, like for example <laughs> you're gonna laugh you know anything sexual like you know you can't you, that breaks your fast so not to be disrespectful to anybody listening, but if you're watching a music video with big booty bitches or something on it, that, that breaks your fast. That that breaks your fast. That's haram. You can't do that. That breaks your fast. You know, uh, if, I already know this is an L I'm going to take. Me watching that Bianca Belair match is going to break my fast. I know it is. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. Like, you know, so, so, so all of that stuff is haram. You know, you're not supposed to do that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, people do it that's another thing but i think yeah. the whole point of ramadan for me especially um you know uh not, not to you know because it we're not even talking about spider-man but what i will say very briefly uh as, as a mention of hope and, and you've known my struggles uh with mm -hmm. health but without giving specifics because people younger might be watching listening uh i definitely struggle with drug abuse um you know this i've talked to you about it um, I've definitely had a lot of issues with drugs, with using drugs, and, and I don't like it, you know. Um, I don't want to give specifics about what type or whatever, because that just opens the door. Uh, mm -hmm. But the point is, that was a physical issue I've been struggling with for quite a, quite a, quite a bit of time. Um, now, recently, I have finally begun the steps to fix that. And that's how I'm using Ramadan, right? So in Ramadan, you're not supposed you're not supposed to drink or, or smoke anyway, but especially during Ramadan, like, no, no, you know, and that that's not even during the fast periods. That's like the entire month. Like, no, you know, because mm -hmm. the concept is, uh, you know, the, the story is, you know, God locked the devil in hell during Ramadan. So mm -hmm. any sins that you're doing during Ramadan is on you. That, okay. That's the logic. That's logic. So you're definitely not supposed to be, you know, drinking, smoking, you know, look at, you know, women or men on, on social media, not, none of that. Absolutely not. So I'm using Ramadan this month to reinforce the fact that, that I'm not going back to substances, you know, like that's how I'm using that. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I know I can't do it alone. I've already through where I'm working and stuff. I've already put in the place, you know, to, to get help. Obviously I can't do it alone. Also living by myself, it's very easy to fall into old temptations because there's nobody mm -hmm. there to kind of hold you accountable. Um, yeah. So I've definitely taken the steps to, to put in the steps, like telling people I love, you know, telling, you know, Bree, telling friends, hey, like, 
you you guys might be cool at 420, but but I can't. My body can't for whatever reason. And those are the cards that have been shake, you know, dealt with me. And now it's time for me to be responsible and do something with my career, make the best podcast episodes possible for the Invincibles. Yes. I can't do that. I can't do that if I'm on substances. So um, mm-hmm. I'm using Ramadan this month to to further reinforce the fact that that's in the past. This is the future going forward. So, yeah. Um, now, if we stick to that, you know, we'll see. But but I truly, I truly am, you know, trying to. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying like I'm never gonna go smoke a hookah or you know light up or something. That's different. I'm talking like chronic use. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And and it got to the point where I was, you know, fried more than I was eating food. Okay. That's when I knew this is a problem. Yeah, yeah, like, like bro, like I was. I could talk about this forever, but, (laughs) and honestly, what we could do, we could like, um, in the future and stuff like that for, you know, like if we're talking about like Tony Stark and his issues and stuff like that, we could further segue that in, but, um, Mm -hmm. thanks for asking that question, Ollie. That that, that was dope, bro. Like, I know it's very late. Thanks for, uh, thanks for opening up about that. I think think it's really interesting. Yeah, bro. I, I appreciate it, man. Like, it's it's gonna be fun when my mom and dad hear that because they don't know I struggle with substances. So. <laughs> they're, gonna be like, they're gonna be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's just that you know, that's just life, bro. But um, yeah, let's get to it. <laughs> um, yeah, let's so get yeah, to it. <laughs> so yeah, man Spider Man Two News, bro. So first of all, guys, thank you so much for uh, checking out the poll that I put on my Instagram. Uh, you know, we talked about we we are already covering WWE. We're never not covering WWE because WrestleMania is right here, you know, mm-hmm. and SummerSlam is going to be two hours away from me. So I'm already going to SummerSlam like I'm going to get a camera yes. and everything like we're going to get I'm going to try to maybe get some, uh, you know, 10, 15 second questions from wrestlers, you know, while meeting and stuff. I'm going to try mm-hmm. my best to do that stuff. No promises. But for sure, I'm going to go to SummerSlam that guaranteed I'm going. Um, so we're already having SummerSlam stuff. But in the poll, everybody, it was like 70% of you guys, wanted us to talk about Spider-Man 2 news. Um, so let's do it, guys. Let, 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 let's, let's get into it, bro. Oh, I'm um, excited. <laughs> so, so, bro, do you think, how much trouble do you think Tony Todd got in for leaking the stuff? <laughs> well, um, he deleted the tweet pretty quick, didn't he? Um, yeah. Immediately. Uh, I think probably, probably quite a bit of trouble. <laughs> um, and but like, I think they, they had already announced, or someone had already said it would be fall twenty twenty three. So we already expected it kind of around that time. But it's yeah, it's still a bit of a fuck up on his part. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think. I think also too, right? Like we, I honestly thought that the leak was. You know, and for everybody confirming, what is the leak? Tony Todd went on Twitter and he said that the game is for sure coming out in September 2023 of this year. And mm-hmm. we're going to have massive trailers, a massive media campaign, um, uh, social media advertising for the game that we have never seen before. So I don't know how much of that is cap and how much of that is real. But Tony Todd said a lot of the advertising is going to come in August. The game is still coming out in September. And that was a relief for me because we got no news about this game. So I thought that honestly that this game was getting pushed back, you know, and especially when you have games right now that like Hogwarts Legacy is the most played game out of all the other uh, 
um, pl platforms and consoles that it's on. It's most played on the PS5. You have God of War Ragnarok. You have WWE 2K23 that always sells out. Then you have, you know, 2K23, you know, NBA, FIFA. So there's a lot of oversaturation of the of the gaming market right now. And in a couple of months, we're going to get new game plus for God of War. So, you know, yeah. there's like, so, right. So there's like a lot of, there's a lot happening in the PlayStation universe right now, I guess is what I'm saying. So, and then the fact that Wolverine got announced three years before it was going to come out and then no news for Spider-Man 2, I honestly thought it was going to get pushed back. So, so I'm happy. I'm happy it didn't. But bro, let me ask you this question. Forget what you want to see in Spider-Man 2. We'll talk about that. Okay. What do you think we will see? Um, I think we're going to see a very exciting version of Venom. Okay. Um, fr from the little bits, from the few trailers we have seen, uh, it looks like Venom's going to be like quite uh, brutal and quite scary in a way, which I'm very, very excited for. The way they revealed him in the initial trailer, I, oh, it got me so hyped. Um, <laughs> and are we in agreement that Harry Osborn is Venom in this? Or is that still a theory? I think the safe choice is Harry, but everything in my body is saying it's not. Yeah. And, and maybe be, that's me being contrarian. But well, just because of that that chamber we've seen him him trapped in, I, I, that's that's got to be that's got to be the venom that's keeping him alive. So I think, well, yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, do you think? Okay, so do you remember the Reddit leak from two years ago? Um, and it was talking about like plot beats of spider-man 2 so not necessarily what's happening oh like concepts yeah and they said that the venom symbiote is not anything similar to the alien origin the venom symbiote is mm. man-made somehow some way so by oscorp or something i maybe i mean it was an oscorp mm. right so like at the end of spider-man uh, ps4 that's what we saw by the way one of the ch most chilling uh freaking post credit scenes ever like when yeah. when norman osborne put his hand and he was like i love you son first of all this is different we're getting a norman osborne that actually is a family man that loves his son super super dope i really want to see how evil a dorm a norman osborne whose heart is broken could mm. go that's yeah. somewhere where i want to go but that's spider-man 3 that's like seven years down the line but it was, <laughs> was really chilling to see him kind of put his hand on the glass where harry is being suspended in animation trying to get his uh immune disorder to be cured and then you see the venom symbiote match it you mm -hmm. see what i'm saying so my theory is if the venom symbiote is as what was leaked is that it is artificial then i could definitely see it somehow some way rejecting Harry Osborn's genetic code or phenotype or something, you know what I mean? And maybe it mm -hmm. only works with a certain type of a phenotype, a phenotype with superhuman origins. Yeah. Q, uh, Peter, and Miles. Spider-Man. Do you so think maybe... then um, sort of a similar story to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy then, but with the roles reversed of Harry and Norman, Peter takes the symbiote from Harry, the symbiote latches onto Peter, leaves Harry, Harry ends up dying. Norman blames Peter. Norman says, oh, you killed Harry. So it's sort of the original Spider-Man trilogy, but the roles flipped. And that's what sends him into becoming the Green Goblin in, in a similar way how Harry became the new Goblin in Spider-Man 3. 
I'm just kidding. How, <laughs> no, I mean, but but then how? Okay, so how would Craven? How would you fit Craven into that? Where do you think Craven fits? I have no idea, to be honest. Um, do, you th- do you think Craven will be working with Norman, possibly? Or will so he be doing I, his own thing? I think... So this is like, not to go on a tangent, but what I appreciated about Far From Home is just how ridiculous they made Mysterio. So he was mm-hmm. just as sadistic and psychopathic and callous as he is in the comic books but you know obviously with mcu synergy and the branding and the you know more of the john hughes vibe they went a bit more cartoony with it which i really love i appreciate that like if you're going to do mysterio right make him make him go you know super crazy with the illusions which i really Mm -hmm. appreciated in that one sequence in far from home so that is what i appreciated about mysterio was the fact that he was completely kooky off the rocker and he wasn't influenced by Oscorp. Yeah. If you look at Craven and and um, you know Craven's last hunt, like I have it um, right here, actually. Let me pull it up for you guys. We are nerds at the Invincibles, guys. But uh, <laughs> also shout out to my friend Shazeb for buying this for my birthday. Salam alaikum Shazeb, I love you. But um, yeah, so and Craven's last hunt, which is arguably one of the greatest Spider-Man stories of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Craven murders or oh, <laughs> are we gonna keep that? Yeah, we'll we keep should. that. We'll keep that. That's funny. <laughs> but when you look at when you look at Craven and and Craven's Last Hunt, he, it was more of like this psychological deep dive into what makes Sergey tick as a man, and he just couldn't mm-hmm. fathom the fact that the spider is better at him. You know what I mean? So. When you look at the story of Craven the Hunter in the Ultimate Universe, it's completely different. It's it's there isn't this legacy history between Peter and Craven and this, you know, like for example, I I saw people on Twitter saying that if they ever do Craven's Last Hunt in the MCU, that um they should have Black Cat be the motivation for Peter getting out of the grave and taking on the black suit and beating Craven. Mm-hmm. I severely disagree with that. And I am not trying to be a talk chill gatekeeper fanboy here i'm just saying as somebody you know you're in love i'm in love you know as people in love we know how powerful you know love and romance and and women like how much energy that can truly bring into your life you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so when you i say all that all of that to say that is what got peter out of the grave he was thinking about mary jane he wasn't thinking about uncle ben by great power he wasn't thinking about aunt may like in the um and if it be my destiny issue 30 i believe um it was mary jane right it was mary jane so peter has three major points in his life i would argue early in his career or you know Mm -hmm. not early in his career but in his career which is the death of uncle ben right uh the you know the refusing to let aunt may die by Doc Ock, right? And, and yeah. uh, If It Be My Destiny, which was fantastically done in Spider-Man Far From Home, by the way, and in mm-hmm. Spider-Man PS4. It was only a quick cameo in the real beginning of the game. But bro, I was I was smashing circle when that, when that epic superhero music was playing, bro. Um, <laughs> and then you have the death of Gwen Stacy, right? But yeah. one that isn't covered, that should be, I, I earlier I said three, it really should be four, is the fact that Mary Jane's love is what propelled him to get out of Craven's grave. It was that love. 
And I say that to say that Peter is a multifaceted person. Not everything goes back to Uncle Ben. You can have a solid storyline and have a solid motivator and it not be Uncle Ben. There are other people in his life. And Mary Jane and the love and the relationship that Peter and Mary Jane have is just so integral to who he is as a character, which is why I like the, the editorial is severely missing. But to, to add that to Craven, <laughs> to add that to Craven, if you read the ultimate comic books, right? Mary Jane is in danger all the time. And they are like, let me pull it up. Ultimate Spider-Man, by the way, best, uh, one of the best modern retellings of Peter Parker as a character. Some of the stories are hit oh, yeah, and miss, for sure. but if you like the characterization, this is it. So, like, read Ultimate Spider-Man, I love it. But, I said that to say that, um, you, you read the Ultimate Spider-Man comic books, Peter and MJ are together from day one, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're interlocked since day one, and their love propels Peter to beat the crap out of Green Goblin, propels him to, like, John Cena, the crap out of the dude who, who murdered Uncle Ben. I mean, like, or, I don't, cut the Uncle Ben part, because we were talking about Mary Jane. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, uh, but, but his love for Mary Jane propelled him to save her from the Green Goblin, right? It propelled him to, and in the storyline of Doc Ock, he was getting late to visit Mary Jane, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay. um, because Mary Jane was covering for him because Aunt May was pretty much, he had a basement. Aunt May would constantly go in the basement to check if Peter's there. One of the nights, Mary Jane pretended to be Peter and was making a lot of noise in the basement so she wouldn't come down so Peter can go out and be Spider-Man. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So he's trying to get back to Mary Jane and Craven gets in the way. And in the Ultimate Universe, Craven the Hunter is this um, reality TV star. He's a male Kim Kardashian. And so he's like, I'm going to beat you, Spider. And, you know, and Peter's like, mm -hmm. dude, get out of my face. I'm, I'm not trying to get grounded. Get out of my face. Craven throws a punch. Peter gets frustrated. He's like, I'm not trying to put Mary Jane in danger or in trouble. She's not in danger, just in trouble. And he knocks him out. One punch, knocks him out. Wow. <laughs> he punches him so hard. He punches Craven so hard that he goes flying into the, uh, into the ambulance. There's like a truck in front of him and he's just knocked out cold and it's dented. Mm -hmm. So like, um, when you look at that aspect of their relationship, Peter and MJ have always been together. Mm -hmm. So how does that all connect? Peter, MJ, their relationship, ultimate. How does it all connect to Spider-Man 2 and what's going to happen with Harry and everything and Venom and Craven? Here's how I think they should do it. I think that they should absolutely avoid the ultimate route in terms of um, Oscorp and Harry or and Peter were intertwined since day one in the Ultimate Universe. Norman Osborn knew Harry or knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man the moment the spider bit him because they studied him, because mm -hmm. they saw the specimen, that spider, that 01 spider, uh, you know, with the painted number on it, bite Peter Parker in the security camera, and they were observing him for a couple of weeks to the point where they had people follow them to the Parker residence. People tried to do a hit on Peter Parker because they didn't want, because that first when Peter was bitten in the Ultimate Universe, it was killing him. Right, the venom okay. from the spider was killing him, and so they were like, "This is going to be a massive lawsuit. You got to kill this kid." When yeah. they try to kill him, that's when his spider sense activates, oh, and okay. so the stress of what is happening, combined with the mutagens and the pheromones of being a young teenage boy that's always horny, quite literally, um, it all mutated and gave him super spider powers instead of the radioactive aspects of what you see in six one six. Yeah, that is also the origin of Tobey Maguire 
and the and, and the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, it was the genetic recombination. It wasn't the radioactive. And yeah. so and and we and that's the same for Andrew Garfield. We don't know for Tom Holland. If I'm take take a guess though, it's probably radioactive. I think it's something simple, radioactive spider. That's probably what it is. Um, but we're not talking about that. So I think that in the ultimate universe, because Norman and Peter were always intertwined since day one, Norman was involved in all of Peter's villains. Mm-hmm. If it's Doc Ock, if it's Electro after his affiliation with the Kingpin, if yeah. it's um, you know the the Clone Saga. Well, to be fair, the Clone Saga was Doc Ock. It wasn't Norman. Uh, the Hobgoblin Saga. At one point, Norman Osborn tried uh, to blackmail Peter Parker into working for him by exposing his secret identity to the rest of the world. And Norman Osborn was like, I don't have to kill you. I mean, I'm the Green Goblin. I can murder you. But I know Wilson Fisk wants a piece of you. I know Shocker wants a piece of you. Yeah. I know I know a Tombstone wants a piece of you. I don't need to kill you. I can just take your identity out there. So, mm-hmm. And Norman Osborn is the most deadly villain of his. Yeah. So the, because of that, Norman had this overarching influence on New York City that enveloped all of the mythos and all of the backstories of Spider-Man's rogues gallery that was previously in 616. So if you read, I keep pulling it out, but if you read, uh, you know, like the original run, right? The original Amazing Spider-Man run, right? And each issue, it's a complete different origin for a different villain, right? So you have the murder of Uncle Ben, you have uh, you have Vulture, who first appeared. You have Doc Ock. You have Sandman. You have uh, Doctor Doom, and they all had their own backstory, own motivations for hunting Spider-Man. So when the Sinister Six was formed, it actually meant something. People from different backgrounds, different ideologies, different reasons for hating Peter Parker, they were the ones to come and create the Sinister Six. So it's like, whoa, what is happening? It's like a lot is happening. You know, a lot of a lot is just thrown at you. And in a way, it's a metaphor for life as well, you know? But yeah. in the Ultimate Universe, that's not the case. Norman is inf- is very active in Peter's life because he wants to destroy him because how come this kid got the spider powers and not me? So he just mm-hmm. can't fathom that. So he's, in- he's involved with Kingpin, Electro, all of these villains. The problem with that, though, is that you're building up Oscorp, but you're building down all of the rich mythos of the uh, rich mythos of the other villains and characters that was evident in 616. Th- does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so, and this is where I'm going to shut up, I promise. For Craven's involvement, I want Craven to have the characterization of the Ultimate Universe, right? Like a decimate social media star who's willing to murder the Spider-Man just for yeah. clicks. I think that would be really interesting. I think a dialogue on social media, you're already kind of doing it with Screwball. That would be really, yeah. really cool. That would be real. That would be very, very current, wouldn't it? I'd like that. And then also, if you're talking about uh, healthcare in America, especially, how telling could you also use social media to talk about the fact that Harry Osborn is this rich socialite and he's getting this major, you know, health treatment, right, from this Mm -hmm. Venom symbiote. But yet most people from the virus uh, outbreak that Otto released onto the city that Norman helped create, they're not getting that same treatment. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And so that... That could be an interesting plot point. You can use social media to do that. And if you have that theme, maybe bring Craven in there. I don't know how they do it, but it would just be cool to kind of bring that social media aspect to it. I, I want mm-hmm. something this game to be iconic and remembered. And I feel like that's a way to do it if you do it right. Um, but I, while I want that characterization, I don't want it to be sacrificed by having Oscorp everywhere 
and just taking over, you know, the origin of Venom and the characterization of Venom, taking over Craven, taking over his characterization. I want Oscorp to be its own thing, but I want the backstories and the mythos and the, and the legacy of Craven and Venom and everything else to stand on its own without being a lackey to Oscorp. And that's why I tied in the comics and the Ultimate Universe and everything. That's where mm-hmm. I think they hopefully they should go. Okay, so you're obviously like a, a veteran of Spider-Man comics. Like an absolute expert compared to me who's just read bits here and there. Um, so what's been your opinion of how they've how they've tackled like the characters so far in like the first two games? Okay, this is really re- okay. I think Peter Parker as a character is a more of a VR experience than an actual character. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying this to hate. I love yeah. the games. I think I think the games are fantastic. I think they're super fun. But much like the way Batman and the Arkham games was more of a, you know, more of a playing characterization and more of a, an action figure for us to play in that sandbox, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That's the same way I felt about Peter Parker. Yeah. Because um, this is a hot take. I think Peter Parker's science stories are boring. I think when I think of I, that's a hot take, um, and I don't <laughs> think I don't think that it is impossible to make them good. You know what I mean? Like Spider-Man 2, science flick. You know, it was No Way Home, science flick. You know, like, mm-hmm. or magic plus science flick. So I'm not saying it's not possible, but I think that when I think of the best Spider-Man stories, I think of this. I think of Spider-Man No More because our boy... Uh, that's it? gonna become sort of a, a running joke that you just reach him back to grab something in every episode. I, <laughs> I should do that, yeah. But uh, this is what I love in Spider-Man stories: organized crime. That mm-hmm. is my love, baby. I love organized crime stories. I love, love, love it. There's just something, just the concept of a super-powered kid with a with a very loud mouth and clever quips beating gangbangers and mafia dealers and drug dealers and the most scariest people you can imagine and him just making a meme out of them. And it's completely effortless. I, I love that. And, and it's empowering to an extent too, right? So that's what I love. Like the science stuff and, oh, this evil scientist, it's very Scooby-Doo. It's very classic. And, and, and I love it and I appreciate it. But that's what I love about Homecoming is the fact that they took that science element, right? Vulture, but they made it about weapons dealing. He used his science to affect the community. That fits. I like that. Don't just make it a science spaz. Oh, he's going to blow up the lab. I don't care. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't yeah. care. You know, like, great. If you like science, great for you. But with organized crime, there's an element of thriller. Like, like you don't know what's going to happen next, right? Yeah. Like, The Dark Knight, for example. And I'm not comparing Spider-Man to The Dark Knight, but The Dark Knight gave you that thriller-esque feel right yeah a lot of spider-man comics are like that like for example yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) the death of gene the wolf bro like the death of gene the wolf bro the opening sequence of spoiler alert the opening sequence of this comic book series it's only like four or five issues and in case you guys don't know or ollie you're not familiar pretty much uh uh a former flame romantic interest slash friend of peter parker's 
or uh, called Spider-Man because she knew him only as Spider-Man, Jean DeWolf. She was a captain on the New York police uh, department. Mm-hmm. She was murdered in cold blood. And that broke Peter's heart. And keep in mind, he's wearing the black suit during this time. So now oh, he's right. like, screw this. I'm looking out for blood. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to find the person who kills him. Yeah. And Daredevil gets involved and, and everything, and, and it's awesome. But the, the, the story opens up with the flashback of Gene DeWolf's life. And you're thinking, I don't care. Give us Spider-Man, right? She's talking about her dad. She's talking about, you know, her, her memories growing up. She's talking about what was it like getting into the female academy and everything like that. And you're wondering why. Why are we viewing this? It's because she died. Her life flashed before her eyes. Oh. That's a pretty uh, intense introduction, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, like, when you look at... um, Let me show you this, bro. This this panel, like, I'm telling you, this panel right here. Peter is so upset by this death. Mm -hmm. He's willing to use Batman interrogation tactics to scare people. So, like, that's the kingpin... That's Peter right there. And he's like, that, bro. That, that's, that's, I like that, where you can just see his eyes. That is pretty cool. Right. And he's willing, like, he's so mad. Peter is mm. so mad. This is how much this woman means to him. He was willing to throw hands with Daredevil. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. He was willing to beat up a blind man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Parker is ableist. He is canceled. But, <laughs> but, but you know, but that's, but that's what I'm saying, right? We have yet to get that thriller-esque vibe mm-hmm. in a very long time in Spider-Man media. And how does that all connect to Venom and Carnage, or Venom and, and Craven and Spider-Man 2, combined with the original question of the characterization of Peter Parker? Mm-hmm. I think it's because the, the reason why I bring all this up is because Peter has a distinct character. And yeah. all of these comic books, he has a distinct characterization. He's a young, goofy college kid who's pissed that a woman he loved died, so he's willing to get justice for it. He's angry. He's in pain. He's hurt. That's his characterization here. It fits. He's trying to figure out life. He's in college. Right before je- death of Gene DeWolf, the Avengers don't respect him. Nobody respects him. Kingpin bought the, you know, bought shares in the media to make him look bad. Spider-Man no more. J. Jonah Jameson on his behind. He's down and dejected. Makes sense. And the original run, he's angry. He's bitter. He's furious at the world. He, he, all he wanted was just some money for Uncle Ben, and that ended up getting him killed. He's like, is my life a joke? This is an alternate reality version of it, but essentially this is just uh, if Peter Parker, these comic books, if they were in modern day, but he's more edgy, angsty. Think TikTok generation. Yeah. This is where his characterization, I think, comes fully developed. He's a man here. All of the trauma in his past doesn't own him anymore. He's moved past that because he has found love and hope through being Spider-Man and by being with Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. All of these stories have a distinct characterization. I don't know what the characterization of the PlayStation Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. You know, like he Yeah. And and the and the Spider-Man PS4 video game, right? We didn't get a lot of Peter Parker scenes. You know, yeah, we got the beginning opening scene, hey, your rent is due. 
you don't be late but in every spider-man story rent is on him you know what i mean like and spider-man mm-hmm. 2 already did it brilliantly you know so we'll see what spider-man 4 does and we'll see what uh insomniac does but when peter parker got evicted it did not feel like this momentous effect in peter parker's life do you think they did that because it's a safe option um and they might do the more sort of deeper story aspects in in maybe this game probably mm-hmm. insomniac insomniac knows how to write good stories i mean yeah. and, and spider-man ps4 is one of the best playstation games for sure i yeah. think it is one of the best um written spider-man stories uh you know in the video game medium for sure um mm-hmm. and when you have guys i know a lot of twitter twitter likes to hate but listen, Dan Slott has made some iconic ass Spider-Man stories. He has. Oh, he has. Yeah, I've I loved I love Dan Slott not just for Superior Spider-Man, which I thought was great, but he's one of the nicest people. I, I met him at a comic con about ten years ago now uh, in London, wow. and he's, he, I've actually got signed copies of like Amazing Spider-Man seven hundred, Superior Spider-Man one, signed by Dan Slott. Um, they're just in my wardrobe at my mum's house. <laughs> But uh, he's 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 genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met, and he doesn't deserve that hate. He's he is a lovely, lovely man. Yeah, I and you know I know we're not talking about you know fan bases, but mm. Spider Man fans are not as vitriolic and vile as Star Wars fans, but they're mm-hmm. up there in terms of being annoying, pretty damn annoying. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, and when Dan Slott made Superior Spider Man, and everybody's like, "Oh, we hate this," you know. It's like, bro, first you got you. What do you guys want? Like, do you guys want an iconic story we're going to talk about? And it's well written. Yes, you probably do. So let the man cook. You know what I mean? He, he has made some iconic stories from, you know, Spider-Man ends of the earth, um, you know, to superior Spider-Man, the, the runs that he had with Joe Caseta, um, you know, on, on the artwork with him, where it was just one offs of Peter post brand new day, where he's just in New York exploring the city, like, uh, you know, Lucky Day, I think, is an issue. Let me see Spider-Man uh, issue 687, if I'm not mistaken. It's called Lucky Day. And the story arc is uh, pretty much Peter gets some uh, Chinese soup, uh, food, you know, right before he's going to go out and, and uh, you know, patrol the city. And he gets a fortune cookie. And the fortune cookie kind of says, you know, you're going to have a good day today. And mm-hmm. he's like, that's good. And then the rest of the issue, he does not have a good day. A train collapses, gets into a car, uh, a train accident people need his help shocker is involved in it somehow and then you find out jay jonah jameson's uh estranged father is somehow involved in peter parker's life now but peter manages to go home and have a good night's sleep it's a simple story very simple story this is called lucky day but it shows his characterization and dan slot <laughs> does that brilliantly so a lot of those elements of dan slot's writing you can clearly tell in the insomniac spider-man universe but one issue that i have and issue is kind of hard. I, I don't hate it. I, it's not unplayable for me. Um, yeah. I don't think it's bad, but it's just something that I noticed. Peter's kind of bland. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. more of, uh, you know, like, 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 I keep saying this, like, when he got evicted, that should have been a super emotional moment. That should have been a moment that, you know, maybe you, instead of having 10 web cartridges you can fire from, you only have five because you don't have as much resources now. You know, uh, yeah. you know, like th- there's stuff and I know it's easy as 
fans to complain and moan and just be, you know, and eh, I want it this way. Like, I'm not trying to be like that. But I'm saying that the fact that Peter Parker's life was affected throughout the game and we didn't feel it that much, but we felt Otto's, you know, hardships more. We felt <laughs> Harry Osborne's hardships more than we did Peter. You know, Harry, when you're when you're looking at the notes and his mansion, and mm-hmm. oh yeah, by the yeah. way, I'm dying. By the way, I wasn't getting turned at the club. I was trying not to throw up all of my organs, like you know, stuff like that. Oh, I'm going under, you know, under the knife for you know a treatment, and hopefully it'll be good. Like we felt for Harry, you know, it was little stuff like when he's, you know, when you're doing the little industry uh, or not industry, but the Oscorp science warehouse throughout the city where it's yeah. like Harry had his science stuff. And those that were really touching. He's like, mom would have really liked that. Do you remember when we were kids, when we did this? Oh yeah. I think people in this neighborhood could really use clean air. You felt more for Harry than you did for Peter because yeah. they focus more on feeling like Spider-Man instead of feeling for Spider-Man. Yeah. I hope they change that in the sequel because we have a we get it. You guys know how to make fantastic Spider-Man games. Thank you. Like I'm being serious. Like thank you because there have been a lot of trash ones. <laughs> now let's oh, get yes. the characterization. <laughs> so let's get the characterizations now. You know what I mean? Let, <laughs> let let's get that characterization down. So I think the character of Peter Parker, he's not bad at all, and, but he's just there. Yeah. He's just there. Um, you know, for example, there should have been more scenes with Aunt May. I felt like when Aunt May died, I was like. That's tough. It's a well-written scene. I feel emotional, but mm-hmm. that emotional resonance where I'm like bawling my eyes out, like people on YouTube, like, oh my god, it's so emotional. Like, no, because I only, I only, I only stayed with Aunt May like maybe ten minutes out of the twenty-four hour playtime. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah. including going to her character and hitting triangle over and over and over again to get more dialogue. Including that, it's only ten minutes. Maybe 11 if you, you know, traverse the city to go to her grave and you have another dialogue, you know, maybe. But there wasn't enough of Aunt May in there, so there wasn't enough of me to care about Aunt May. Like, I thought the Aunt May death in No Way Home hit way harder than the one in Spider-Man PS4. Oh, yeah. The one in No Way Home was brutal. So, yeah, and I think think that to answer your question about the characterizations, I don't think it's bad. I want to address this right now. There are people online who keep saying this, and it's really annoying. They keep saying, oh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man PS4, he's a police state Spider-Man because he used the police stations to go over the city, and he's, you know, giving police more surveillance into people's lives, and Spider-Man wouldn't work with cops. First of all, to those guys, Spider-Man wouldn't work with cops? Who is Gene DeWolf? (laughs) You idiots. Who is Gene DeWolf? Yeah. Who is Captain George Stacy? Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh my God. But like, that's neither here or there. But I'm saying like, he's not a bad Spider-Man because he works with police officers. People need to acknowledge the fact that mediums require different aspects of storytelling. When you are in a video game, you need to be able to traverse the world. You are more focused on traversing the world than, oh my God, he's actually doing that. It's not that deep. For example, you can you know, web somebody up, triangle over and over and over again and throw them off a building and they're still going to stick to the side of a wall. But the impact of that should still kill them, right? Mm-hmm. But you understand it's a video game. It's yeah. not that deep. <laughs> exactly. So I, I just want to address that to those who are like, oh, well, he works with police officers. He's done that. He's been doing that. Spider-Man is not like a, a MAGA Blue Lives Matter supporter, but if he has to work with cops, he will. But Peter mm-hmm. Parker, more often than not, 
is very antisocial and kind of ripping on cops, as he should be. I mean, to those who think I'm lying, read Spider-Man issue one, written by Brian Michael Bendis. In the first three pages, the cops tell him to to put your hands up in the air. Spider-Man's like, okay, and webs away. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and the and the ultimate universe and the oh, sorry, but like in the ultimate universe, Peter Parker was literally shot nearly to death. He was hit by bullets three or four times and he and he walked away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I get when fans say that, oh, well, you know, Peter Parker shouldn't be a, a cop guy. I agree with that when the history of the comics show that. But in the video game, bro, I'm trying to have fun. It's, it's not even like he's officially working with them like. Like he's walking through the front door. He's zipping to the roof, hacking their radar, meeting up on rooftops with a uh, oh, whatever her name is. Um, Yuri Watanabe. Yeah, uh, oh, she she's great by the way. Um, yeah. But he's, he's not even like doing it in an official in an official capacity. He's this, a lot of the cops still don't like him. He's just working mm-hmm. with this one cop who's a bit rogue. He's still hacking the police systems. So it's not like he's mm-hmm. walking through the front door wearing a badge and a hat, is it? Like right. Right. And and people on Twitter were mad that he kept making a, the Spider Cop song or the Spider Cop That joke. was so funny, though. That was so yeah. funny. <laughs> it was so funny, bro. Like, I swear people stay online who have no social interaction and no dopamine from their real life, go online and just complain about stuff that they could never do. I swear, bro. It's so annoying. But yeah. I just wanted to address the Peter Parker is a MAGA, all, you know, all cops matter type of guy. Like, no, not that. It's just a video game. Here's what I do think, though, about going to the sequel, Miles Morales. I think the star of this franchise is Miles. Miles has, he has such a strong foundation. He has such a strong characterization. Like, bro, what did you think? Like, you played Miles Morales, bro. What did you think? That is one of the most fun games I've played on PS5. Um, just, I think it it didn't fully grasp the, the the capabilities of the system. Obviously, it was one of the first games out on the console, but it's just so fun to play. And the the way they did his Venom power was so mm-hmm. fun to use. Um, and I think the story of that one was great as well. His relationship with his uncle's brilliant. Um, and I just I like seeing New York City covered in snow as well. I thought that was pretty nice. Mm. I absolutely loved Miles Morales. I platinumed that in about three days, two three days, I think. Um, so it was it was during lockdown that I bought my PS5. Um, so during COVID, so I didn't have much else to do. Wasn't leaving the house. Mm-hmm. Bought the PS5. First game I downloaded Miles Morales. Just played it nonstop, full platinum in three days. So. I'm a big fan of that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think, bro, like, here's my hot take. I think Spider-Man PS4 or Spider-Man Miles Morales beats Spider-Man PS4 in every capacity, including story. I think so. And, oh, cool. And before I say mine, why do you think so? Because I think we're on the same point, and I think this connects to Spider-Man too. Um, I think one of the reasons possibly is maybe because it's shorter, so it leaves you wanting more um so what it does achieve in the short space of time it gets you you know very excited leaves you wanting a bit more but because the first one is so long gets a bit does get a bit repetitive at times with the side missions that's probably what brings the first one down but um uh also the uh 
the visual aspects of Miles Morales. You can have, you know, the, the 60 frames a second, you can have, you know, 4K, things like that. Obviously, they sort of did the remastered version of the first one, which is great. But, um, yeah, so the, the, that aspect of it. Uh, also, it just felt fresh and new, and the way they did the Tinkerer was absolutely fantastic. I thought, like, it's just brand new. It's fresh. It's uh, it's personal to Miles as well. It's a brilliant twist on a, you know, a, not really a, a character that's known for being a major villain. Um especially like in, in recent times. Uh, so I think that's, they're probably the main reasons why I enjoyed it so much. I think oh, what that's about the biggest difference. I think, well, I think I, you're, you hit it, you hit it on the head. I think that's the biggest difference between Spider-Man PS4 and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Spider-Man PS4 was the opening game of this franchise. Mm-hmm. You need to show people that this game is no longer the, the games of the past, right? With the clunky web swinging, with the clunky action, with all of that stuff. You want an open world, high quality graphics. This is completely different, a new era. You need to emphasize the Spider-Man aspects. You need to emphasize the world around Spider-Man. I get that. But Spider-Man PS4, in a way, felt like Man of Steel to me. There was a okay. lot of world building. There was a lot of, you know, legacy. There was a lot of, like, mythology. There was a lot of... <laughs> crazy stuff happening around the world of Peter Parker. But in a lot of ways, Peter Parker felt kind of secondary and like passive to the world, not passive, but he felt secondary in my opinion to the events around him. Mm-hmm. I was more focused on Martin Lee and the conspiracy with Norman Osborn and Otto Octavius and the sinister six. than I was about Peter Parker. And I think when you look at a lot of the PlayStation exclusive games, that's where Spider-Man PS4 takes a hit because when you think of the exclusion game or exclusive games, you think of how strong they hit the characterizations. So like Jin Sakai and Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, I'm not going to say the GOAT yet, but, uh, you know, um, what Alloy from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. you know, Ratchet and Clank, you know. And of course, I have to say the GOAT, Kratos, God of War. Like, you I, know, knew like, I knew that was you know, like, <laughs> He's the GOAT. Like, he is the GOAT. He's the GOAT! The GOAT! He is the GOAT, bro. Like, forget video games. Like, any comic book character ever. Here's my hot take. Kratos is the greatest fictional character of all time. I will go that. I will, wow. I will. I'm saying, and I, I, this is on a Spider-Man podcast, but that's my hot take. Kratos is the wow. greatest fictional character of all time. And I think that is because of just how brilliantly wow. the games. That's just how, bro. That's just mm. like, look at the God of War universe. They yeah. meticulously crafted it for Kratos. When you look at how Kratos, you know, left, you know, Greece for Norway and you had Athena talking shit to him. You'll never be more than this. You'll always be a monster, blah, blah, blah. The reason what made that game so, you know, incredible and God of War Ragnarok too, so incredible was the fact that it, the games were a personal story about characters you love and not so much about, oh my God, you're the God of War. You can do this. You can do that. While you need that for a God of War game, the heartbeat, the the marketing, what every gamer wanted was the heartbeat between the characters of Kratos and Atreus. You -hmm. wanted to see how this man, how Kratos continues to evolve. That's what made you excited. Versus when you bought Spider-Man PS4, were you really excited about the character growth of Peter Parker? Or did you really more want to play the game and have a lot of fun? Just play the game and have a lot of fun. (laughs) 
So, and while the game had an incredible story, it was a really good story. Peter Parker was secondary in that. Other characters had way more dramatic beats than he did. Yeah. And so, and and the dramatic beats that he did have, for example, Aunt May's death, being evicted out of his home, discovering Harry's situation, um, they were just kind of there for a couple minutes and then gone. The only emotional beat that was freaking fantastic, by the way, was the Otto reveal. You know, mm-hmm. when 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 Otto said, when Peter said, "You knew." And then Otto was like, yeah, blah, 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 Peter. And Peter was like, and Peter was like, you knew. And then he snapped his leg like it was nothing and started punching him on the side of the building. That, to me, hot take, that is the best boss fight in, in PlayStation 4 history. Like, to me, that Spider-Man, Otto Octavius boss fight, I know Uncharted mm-hmm. 4 is there, bro. That was my number one. That was. Oh. But there's just something about Peter with half his mask ripped off like Toby. His that suit sword. as well. That suit was incredible. That was one of my favorite Spider-Man suits. The imagery. The mm-hmm. imagery. The vibe. It, they had like the... I'm always a sucker for orchestra and boss fights. So when they have the orchestra playing and Peter's like, you know, on the wall and he's punching. And, you know, the mo- the dialogue and the way when I played the game for the first time, it was so dope. The, the beat drop happened right at the best dialogue. So like... I like punched, you know how like you're like hitting circle and square to like like dodge out of the way of Otto's tentacles? Mm-hmm. There was a moment where like Otto was like, you should have been on my side. And I hit square and like I jumped on Otto. I like kicked him in the face and Peter screams, I was. And then the music dropped. Bro, I was in. Like I was like, okay, like I'm in this. Like I'm Spider-Man now, bitches. Let's go. <laughs> like, like I'm in this. So I, I thought that was fantastic. But they were fleeting moments. Overall, the game was an enjoyable VR for Spider-Man, but the story kind of left me wanting more. That was not the case for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Spider-Man mm-hmm. Miles Morales, the story, the game, the characters were just such a massive love letter, love letter to the character. And I want to be clear, that couldn't have happened without Spider-Man PS4. I'm not saying PS4 had bad writing. I'm saying mm-hmm. Spider-Man PS4 had to make those decisions so that it can open the door for Miles Morales to do what it can do. That way it can all come together in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. So I think like the fact that they talk about gentrification, talk about the housing issues in New York City, rising mm-hmm. uh, prices, talking about uh, corporations and, and using uh, underfunded uh, communities and their members to kind of test on them. Uh, you know, Simon Krieger's character being so much like Elon Musk. Um, and the fact that a Spider-Man is willing to take on gentrification as a main issue, that's iconic. To bring it back to the social media, it should be social media for Spider-Man 2, which now that I'm thinking about it, probably shouldn't, but it would be cool if they found it somehow to incorporate it. But that is what made Miles Morales stick out to me, was the fact that they're talking about a real issue that affects real people. Bro, it affects me and you. Rent sucks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think that that is a huge part of the game uh, that makes it tick is the fact that it is a very human story that is also centered mm-hmm. completely around Miles. Miles is is you know he's in a way Peter Parker to use a sports analogy. Peter Parker is Michael Jordan, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or if we were to make it more recent, Peter Parker is LeBron James. He's already done it all. He, he's already done it all. He's already won it all. He's the goat. He's the face. Blah blah blah. He's already done it. You know. Now, Miles Morales is like a, a Zion Williamson or a John Morant or a Luka Doncic or, you know, a rising star. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he has talent, he has promise, 
but he's not LeBron. The game yeah. played that off so brilliantly, especially when they made Miles competent. Like, bro, Miles was folding people. Like, he 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 was punching people. He was beating people up. He he threw hands with Aaron. Like, it was nothing. Like, when Uncle Aaron yeah. was like, I was trying to protect you. Miles was like, you thought I was sweet? And then he punched the he punched through the freaking electric like gate and beat up his uncle, not in an aggressive way, but when he beat him, he was like, I can't turn my back on people. Mm-hmm. How do I say it? There was so much charisma in the performance and in the writing of Miles that the game just oozed Miles. Like the game, yeah. the soundtrack. How have I not even talked about the soundtrack? The soundtrack <laughs> was freaking incredible. It was yeah. so good. Like, bro, listen to the underground, uh, the underground um. Uh, that, that's what it's called the underground listen to that soundtrack on youtube there's an hour loop of the underground and all it is is the beat drop and i know that because i listen to that when i'm writing like scripts and stuff so um that beat drop it's like dubstep mess with orchestra and the spidey theme that's freaking phenomenal yeah <laughs> like, so i love i love that i love the, the 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 soundtrack it was so fresh and one thing i have to say I love how they made Miles Morales feel like such a fresh, authentic face of the franchise character without making him a black stereotype. So you didn't have Miles mm. going around saying, yo, yo, what's up, my N-word every two minutes. You didn't have Miles uh, say, yo, let me go shoot some hoops. You know, you didn't have any of the stereotypes. Um, what you had was a kid who happened to be black try to find who he is in a world where Peter Parker has done it all mm-hmm. while trying to juggle Tinker trying to juggle, you know, Uncle Aaron, trying to juggle his his mom, trying to be mayor, um, trying to juggle, uh, you know, his dad's uh, passing. I mean, like, there were scenes, like, when Miles was mad at his mom. He was saying, yeah. why are you trying to do this rally? And she was like, I got to show up for my community. There yeah. was more scenes of that that touched your heart than, than it did Aunt May, you know, unfortunately. And yeah, my favorite sure. scene in Miles Morales, my favorite scene was the real end when miles you know when 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 uh miles went on um the tinker (laughs) it works it works (laughs) cut that we'll make that if you want to cut that we'll cut that but i'll just i'll I'll just bleep that i'll just bleep that or or, you'll you'll have to guess what you said there When, when, or how about this? Miles had too much spicy Indian food and took it out on the tinker. And, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know? And when she exploded, <laughs> he lands in New York City. Lands in New York City. <sighs> and that my favorite scene, my favorite scene, is when the same dude who was ripping on the spider kid at the beginning of the game is like, yeah, the new spider kid, he isn't as good as Spider-Man, though. That yeah. same dude walked in front of the cameras and was like, that guy, he's my Spider-Man. I yeah, was like, that, that was amazing. So, and and the soundtrack, you know, like, they, uh, and then the final shot where, you know, Peter and Miles, like, Miles brought it to Peter. He was like, we need to talk about these social issues. And Peter was like, mm-hmm. you're right. Like, we focus too much on supervillains. You're right. You're 100% right. Like, we need to focus on the real life lives of people. And the mm-hmm. final shot of Peter and Miles web swinging to stop a web uh, to stop a robbery. Like, bro, if I was robbing a bank and I saw two Spider Men chasing me, it's over. Like, yeah, <laughs> one is one is bad enough, but you got two, you're not getting away. And one of them has electricity coming from his hands. Like, yeah, yeah. But um, I think I think touching on what you said there, like that goes back to sort of the 
uh, street level aspects of superhero stories, which I think is both both of our favourite aspects of superhero stories. And uh, to link it to the best comic book in existence, Invincible. Um, oh, I, love that. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, that, that was one of my favourite moments in the show when I was watching the Invincible show for the first time, when Titan says, come here, let me show you all the things you don't see when you're flying around up there. And then, you know, he shows what's going on on the street level. They're, they're the best parts of superhero stories. They they get you invested more than all this multiverse bullshit. Do you, do you rem- did you watch Daredevil? Uh, the, the show? Yeah. I watched the first two seasons. I didn't watch third season. Do you remember in episode one, that really nice Hispanic lady that was murdered because she didn't want to give up her home? Yes. Yeah. That is why I love street level stories. Mm -hmm. Like you said, they hit you. The concept of a multiverse and the universe and the world's going to blow up. We've seen it and done it. But a story about somebody who's like, this is my home. I don't want to give that up. And yeah. mob, mobsters and corporations killer anyway. That street mm-hmm. level stuff. And you see that way more in front of us, right? Like, mm-hmm. realistically, how much times are we going to see war crimes in America? Not that often, unfortunately. Or, unfortunate. well, I don't want to say unfortunately because war crimes do happen to the native population. And unfortunately, we don't see that. But I'm saying in terms of, like, the stuff you see in Syria and the Middle East, that, that typically doesn't happen, right? Yeah, what we see more is the drugs, the the, the school shootings, the, the gang bang, and that's what you see. Um, so any time a superhero story covers that, I am a hundred percent on board. But see that you know to to kind of bring it into Spider Man two, those were kind of like what we thought about Spider Man one and Spider Man Miles Morales, right? Like they got the foundation of what makes a solid Spider Man story and game work, in the first game, and then they blew it up and made it better. And this mm-hmm. and, and Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, but for Spider-Man Two, just uh, you know, pitch it to me, bro. Like, what do you think we're in for? Like, honestly, um, like, what do you think? Well, I've I've got a short list here of things that that maybe maybe might not exactly happen, but that I want to happen. Um, okay. These are more from like uh, not. As much from a story perspective, is more from like just playing the game perspective. One thing I really want is to be able to visit other islands in New York City. So like you know, um, I I don't really know the names of them, but the one where Statue of Liberty is and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, is it Ellis Island? Uh, Staten. No. no. Oh. Well, it's one of them. But um, you could do that in like the uh, Spider-Man 2 game on the PS2 and I think Ultimate Spider-Man as well. I think you could visit like some of the other islands. That's number one. I, th- I want that just... Because Manhattan is perfect. They've, they've sorted that out, so expand it a little bit more. Uh, Queens as well, obviously, because Peter Parker's from Queens. You need to include that in the game at some point. Um, number two is I want it to take full advantage of like the capabilities of the PS5. Miles Morales started to do that, but um, I think uh, this this is one that I think they will do because we've heard that Spider-Man Two and Wolverine is going to have like a new, uh, a, a brand new dialogue technology. That's all we've heard. Don't know what it's going to involve, but it seems like they're they're really going to take advantage of the next gen of con- generation of consoles, which means it's going to be very fun to play. So. <laughs> um, another thing I want is the 
amazing Spider-Man 2 suit in the game. Because that has to be in it. That has to be there. And yeah. my final thing is very, very wishful thinking. But if if they do it, um, I'll love Insomniac forever. Uh, make a symbiote version of every single suit available in the game. I think they will do that. I think, you they, think will. they will. I think they will, bro. Insomniac, mm -hmm. Insomniac has given us everything we want, literally mm -hmm. everything we want. They put the game on PC just so we could mod it. Yeah, <laughs> you know they will. Uh, if they don't, no hate to them. Maybe make it a DLC. Maybe you do it later on. Maybe not at launch. But yeah. they, I guarantee you that they'll do it, bro. They're, they're, imagine, imagine getting to play as a black suit version of the Amazing Spider-Man two suit. Oh. I just had a thought. Go on. I just had a thought. If suits aren't available for the game, maybe it's because they'll be used for movies. Oh. Oh. Okay. You see, you see, I'm just I throwing see, it out, see, out there. I see. I see where you're going. I'm just. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, like Kang Dynasty, Secret Wars is coming. Andrew Garfield, you know, his Spider-Man is always being on, on Twitter, especially online. Like, when are we going to get the black suit? We're going to get the black suit. Maybe we don't get that because it hasn't come out yet in another medium. They wanted Maybe. to show it for the first time some somewhere else in the film. Quite okay. possibly. Okay. But I think also if we do get that black suit, Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield suit, like Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit for Andrew Garfield, um, and we just get it in the game, then it's probably like, yeah, you guys aren't going to get it anywhere else. You might as well get it here. So I think, think the inclusion of suits will be a spoiler of what's to come in the Spidey universe. Do you think we'll get the uh, the suit that Spider-Man got at the end of No Way Home? We have to, bro. Mm. We have to. I mean, maybe not immediately. Uh, I doubt yeah. that. Maybe not immediately. But because we still we have yet to see it in live action, like physical. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I think, um, you know, typically the pattern is when a game app or when a movie comes out, they'll upload this suit pretty fast. So, like, No Way Home suits were already ready. The Far From Home suit, both of them were already ready. The Homecoming suit came with the game. So, mm -hmm. I think that, uh, and, and then into the Spider Verse suits, right? Like, they, yeah. they were added as well. Yeah. So, I think it's possible. Um, I think that what we will see in terms of, the black suit is i think that i think i think a better uh, it's it's hard because so much of discourse online becomes we want you to do what you give us and if you don't then you guys suck people yeah. forget <laughs> online that the Insom insomniac was harassed for months by fans because they didn't include the toby Maguire suit in spider-man mm -hmm. ps4 yeah. And when they uploaded it, people forget when Insomniac uploaded it, they made a cheeky dig. They were like, you guys asked for it. Here you go. Here's the suit. And I didn't see a lot of thank yous. I didn't see a lot of um, sorry's. Yeah. And, and, and that's sad, you know, but it's a whole nother thing. I think um, <laughs> I think for the what I want to see in the game in terms of gameplay. So I'll break it down in terms of uh, uh, like like um toyetic features like you know suit stuff then gameplay and then story 
So in yeah. terms of like uh, like Toyetic features, um, instantly what I want to see is I, I want to see more seasons in the game. It would be really cool to have a see a story span over multiple months and see how okay. the characters grow. So I think mm-hmm. what made Ghost of Tsushima hit so hard mm-hmm. for me anyway was to see like the one scene spoiler alert the horse that you started out with months ago. That I paid extra money to get the best horse in the game. I've got the deluxe edition, and then fucking dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that sorry, over sorry, a- I still get emotional. No, I know, but but you know, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like that's exactly what I'm saying is the fact that you have this emotional connection to these like digital characters mm-hmm. while in game it's months, but you still feel the effect of months while you're playing the game, yeah. and you know. I kind of, and, and that's what made Ghost of Tsushima, excuse me, hit so hard. Like when Jin finally killed the Khan, when he got revenge, when he when he avenged, uh, who was the black the, the blacksmith? I forget his name. Um, I can't remember. But he was his biggest fanboy. He was his biggest yeah. fanboy. Uh, when he got his head cut off, geez, that was hard. Um, <laughs> but 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 that time jump and seeing the characters grow throughout that time jump throughout your game. It, it just was more cinematic, so I hope I get that. Um, in terms of suits, I really want to see the No Way Home final suit. I <laughs> think that we're not going to get that right now, but we did see it in No Way Home. It would be really cool if Sony threw us a bone and was like, this is what the suit's going to look like. Here you go. Yeah, I think that'd be, cool. be amazing. Because I think in my my hot take, I think that is the best Spider-Man suit ever. Like I, I think yeah, that I'd, I'd agree with you. It, it's the baby blue and the the cherry red, bro. You can't beat that color combo. Like I, I yeah. hate the orange blue and the uh, the orange and blue. I hate that. I give me the mm-hmm. deep red cherry blue and that that suit. And also the webs, they're no longer the double line designs. They're, they're the one line. Design. Yeah. So I love that. I love that, bro. And then the spider I, logo. I love so the, the the shot of um of the sewing machine. It's just so simple, but it's like it, this is sort of going going into the films. But it just shows that Peter Parker's on his own. He's making his own suits. He's you know he's got to build himself up again. And that just that shot of the sewing machine with his suit with as he's climbing out the window is brilliant. Yeah. So I yeah. So I really hope they have that suit. <laughs> I yeah. really want that suit, bro. I really that's the suit up there, bro. Like like I really want that suit, bro. So like. I really hope so. I really, really hope so. Um, actually, no, I'm tripping. That is not that suit. That's the homecoming suit. Never mind. But um, uh, I really want that suit. Now, in terms of gameplay, all right, here we go. I want gliding. Give me gliding. Oh, yeah. The web, I want gliding. Web glide thing. Yeah. Give, me, give me gliding. If Miles can get the Zeus freaking through the sky, give me gliding. Mm-hmm. You know? So what Miles gets in speed, maybe you'll get an aerial maneuverability for Peter. But mm-hmm. give me gliding. Uh, gliding, I need it. Number two, bring back the catapult webbing. So, like, you know, oh, yes. right there, there, pull together and just go rocket. And then that way you could go from like Manhattan to Queens easily. You can go Manhattan to Brooklyn <laughs> easily, you know? So, boom, there you go. And uh, you don't have to have like a unwall the, the, the quick scene, you know, the, the, the quick scenes that they showed while you're on the subway was fun. There's something cool about Supermaning through the sky, 
you know, and showing yeah. just how powerful Spider-Man is. Um, so that would be that would be mm-hmm. awesome. Three double takedowns, WWE it like Jimmy and Jay Uso, Peter and Miles Morales. Like they like, were one day to um <laughs> right, literally, literally like i want I, like they showed in the trailer they showed it is um you know they showed them working together webbing webbing them up face planning them so double takedowns would be cool in a way also kind of bring back what they did for arkham knight when you hit mm-hmm. r1 batman punches somebody in the in the air and then nightwing punch, you know throws a baton at him and then the point of view shifts from nightwing and it's seamless if they yeah. did that with Peter and Miles, like maybe Peter webs up a ton of villains or a ton of a henchmen and Peter's like, all right, hit it. And you hit R1 and Miles jumps in and has electric, you know, his venom and hits the web and it fries <laughs> everybody while Peter's holding them. Like stuff like that would be really, really, really cool. Um, yeah. So that would be awesome. Double takedowns. Um, I would want more aerial web tricks for Peter. So okay. like Miles, when I was web swinging with Miles, that was way more fun than Peter. Bro, there were moments where I would just spend hours just web swinging through New York City. Yeah. And just doing as much tricks as possible. Like the Tony Hawk, Mm -hmm. like Tony Hawk pro skater. That's literally Miles Morales. If they find a way to do that for Peter Parker, that would be fantastic. And then finally, like I was kind of saying earlier, is the events of the story should affect what you can do in the game. So if, for example, Peter's really short on money, maybe you can only use a certain amount of web shots each time. You know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. you know, and maybe you build it up. Maybe Miles is like frustrated, like, bro, get it together. Like, you know, like we got Venom to deal with. So that is what I would want from the gameplay. Now, from the story aspect, I don't want to get into that they need to do this, but more rather if they find a way to homage these events and reinvent them and still make it an unpredictable story, it would be really cool to have these Easter eggs. Number one, um, people forget that Venom is just as much of a Miles Morales villain as he is a Peter Parker villain. Because in the Ultimate Universe, Venom murders Rio Morales. Okay. So, yeah. So, like, in the comics, I'll, I'll literally, I'll text it to you, bro. Like, Venom <clears throat> in the Ultimate Universe is psycho. He's crazy. <clears throat> so, like, the, the, the symbiote is kind of Joker-esque in the storyline. So, he's, okay. like, so he's this monstrous goo, right? And kind of, like, from Web of, Web of Shadows, kind of like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He breaks into the hospital where he smells Miles Morales, but he isn't smelling Miles. He smells Rio. And he's like, uh, where are you, Spider-Man? Where are you? Where's my spider Like, he's literally, like, saying, where's my effing Spider-Man? Like, they bleeped it out. Like, there's, like, where is Spider-Man? And he's like, Spider-Man, come out to play. Then Miles is like, oh, my God, my mom's there. She's a nurse. I got to go there. Keep in mind, he's 13 years old. So he goes runs they fight venom and him fight and the crossfire venom uh you know he the, the police are there they're shooting venom if i if i remember correctly pushes rio in the way holy shit that's brutal and she dies um and that and then in the marvel comics universe the beyonder the the infinity stones they got the ultimate universe to be in universe 616 so those events were reversed so when miles woke up his mom and dad were still alive but he still remembered that at one point his mom was dead so when eddie brock in the 616 and that venom symbiote not the psycho mute man made one but the alien that Mm -hmm. we know miles was trying to kill him like he was like you killed my mom like i didn't know there was 
these symbiotes on this world too. Like you have to die. And Eddie's like, whoa, 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 relax, kid. Like, relax, relax. Whoa, let, mm. let's talk about this. Like, that was not me. Like, that was some other version of me. That was not me. Um, that that's not how the symbiotes work in this universe. That's completely different. Um, so, but the fact that Rio Morales dying would be like, oh shit, because I think we've all kind of thought at a point of, uh, you know, we've seen Miles and Peter develop as characters, but we haven't seen them develop uh, against each other, right? Like we haven't seen them grow apart. I think mm -hmm. Spider-Man too, especially with the backdrop of Venom, right? And Craven, I think this is the opportunity to kind of have Miles kind of grow into himself more and maybe Peter kind of be like, kid, you don't know everything. Maybe have mm -hmm. that type of undercurrent. And one way you could really intensify stuff between them is if you had Venom, who was Harry Osborn, murder Rio Morales. Yeah. Miles does not have a no-kill code like Peter. I mean, he no. does, but we we haven't seen it express in the games. He hasn't had a moment where he... Well, no, actually, I'm lying. Rhino. So he does. He does have a no-kill yeah. code when Tinker was going to kill... Never mind, he does. So it would be cool. Maybe Miles is the Spider-Man that is willing to challenge that versus Peter isn't. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. maybe, and it would be interesting that Miles is the more angry one while Peter is in the, the influence of the black suit. So it's just a toxic Ooh. situation all around. And Peter's like, listen, you're really testing me here, kid. <laughs> and I have the black suit. Like, you're really testing me. Like, like that would be cool. Um, so I, I, I think the fact that Rio Morales' death, while I don't want her fridged or, or anything like that, I just think that is a necessary next step to kind of show that this next game like Tony Todd and the devs have said, it's very dark. They said it's Empire Strikes Back of this saga. So mm -hmm. um, what better way than to show the death of a woman that we don't want to see die? Yeah. You know, Rio, Rio Morales dying would be really, really cool. Um, that would be one. Number two, I want to see more of uh, what makes Peter Parker tick as a human being. So like we saw Miles, he really likes his music. Um you know, he, he really he really likes his music. He really likes his, uh, you, know, D, you know, DJing. He really likes, uh, you know, fashion. Like, he had a distinct personality. Let's get some of that for Peter. Um, I want to see as little as the Osbournes as possible. I love Spider-Man, diehard Spider-Man fan, and I freaking hate the Osbournes. They are in every single storyline. They are in every mm -hmm. single story arc. They always find a way to ruin his life. I don't want to see the Osbournes. Like... To me, Osborne overexposure is like Joker overexposure. We see the Joker too damn much. We see the Green Goblin and the Osborne family mess with Spider-Man too damn much. Like, I don't want to see them. And I know that's impossible because Harry Osborne and, and, and Norman and everything. But maybe if we were to make them more of victims in their own saga. So maybe Craven is manipulating Norman and manipulating Venom for his own means and maybe having a deeper message about that and maybe that makes Norman snap, especially when, like you said, maybe Peter plays a role in Harry dying. That would be really cool. Like maybe Norman hires Craven and Craven uses him, kind of like uh, mm. in Iron Man 2, Sam Rockwell's character, Justin Hammer, hires Ivan Vanko, uh, but Ivan Vanko yeah. really ran the show. Maybe this mm -hmm. way, same thing. Norman Osborn hires Craven, but really Craven's the main villain. I think that'd be really cool because we're all anticipating anticipating Venom. But I, I, it would be cool to kind of see a psychological horror boss fight of Craven. That'd be really cool. Um, so finding a way to subvert it, that'd be cool. But I think the biggest thing we need to see in Spider-Man 2, the final boss fight, 
It has to be Peter versus Miles. Oh, really? I want that. It's oh, selfish. that would be amazing. That would be amazing, though. It, it's it's selfish. It's completely fanboyish. But goddamn it, I can't help it. Like I think, <laughs> cool, like depending on who you play as more of the time, depending on who you play as more of the time, mm-hmm. is uh, somebody who you would be in the final boss fight. You get what I'm saying? So, like, if I, for example, I know for myself, I'm going to be playing as Miles more than I am Peter. So if I yeah. get to that point in the game based on the data that I have, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I am on the Miles version of that boss fight versus, let's say, you know, you played Miles more and, you know, I played Peter more. Whoever you play more as is who you're going to be on that boss fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's one way to do it. Or it's only Miles and you are going up against a black suit Peter Parker and seeing how oh. scary that is. Yeah. Seeing how scary what if, that is. What if peter with the black suit kills rio somehow not maybe not on purpose but like that accidentally would be, that would be Listen, i know man, i've, I'm, I've, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm, I've, I've I'm, not read that story so i'm not as clued up on it but what would you i don't know i i don't think that's a bad i don't think that's bad i don't mm-hmm. think i think as you know, fans of good stories, we don't want predictability. And that would be a fantastic, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's how you do it, right? Okay. It's how you do it. Maybe Peter was indirectly involved in her death. Maybe Peter was directly involved. But as long as they don't tread the Snyderverse vibe, <laughs> they'll be good, you know? So yeah. I, if they don't make Peter an edgy Henry Cavill who hates the world, I think we'll be fine. But um, <laughs> I think... um. I think that'd be I think that'd be cool to see um, Rio Peter being involved in her death somehow accidentally, mm-hmm. especially when Aaron Davis gave his life to be a hero, and he worked yeah. well with Peter. I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be something to see. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, but I think definitely that's what we need to see. We need to see a throwdown between the spiders, Peter versus Miles. And that I could be iconic. Like... That could be an I- iconic video game boss fight. It has to, bro, because. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, like, that would get the people talking. Yeah. Re- you want replayability value? Oh, I was Miles in the boss fight. Now I want to be Peter. Let me play as Peter more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, I, and, you know, I'm not trying to get my, my, my hopes up for it. And I don't want it to be toxic. I, if this doesn't happen, I don't want fans going on, you know, Insomniac's Twitter and Instagram and saying, I wanted this, I wanted this. I'm not trying to do that, but I truly think it would be super cool. Maybe if it's not, maybe it's not the boss fight, the final boss fight, maybe it's a, an emotional fight midway through the game. But I think at some point, Peter and Miles have to fight and it has to be something that you feel and you talk about for weeks after. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think in terms of the characters, Tony Todd is Venom, bro. Tony Todd is Venom. He's the candy man. He is horrifying. He is mm-hmm. violent and he is heartless. We are, you know, in the media, both comic books and in film, Venom has become kind of a, a hero. Not like soft. Not, he will still kill and stuff, but he's a, a hero kind of in the same light as Moon Knight, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I want to see a dark, villainous Venom that is eating people, who is eating kids from the game, like the 2005 game where he's like absorbing them and taking their life. I want to see, I want to see a vile Venom. Um, 
but here's my question to you. Who do you think Venom is? Because when Craven asked, will you do this to hunt down the spiders? I said, yes, we will. I still think it's Harry. You think so? That's that's my prediction. Just from the way they've been showing Harry in his little pod in the past two, I think it's set up for, for, for it to be him. But how would um how would Harry connect to Miles? Or should he? Um well, I don't know if we will really see Harry in it. I don't know if you'll see him as Harry until say the symbiote detaches from him and goes on to Peter. We just see him as Venom. Um so I don't think he'll really be conscious as Harry much in the game, if that makes sense. Um, it'll just be like the symbiote has sort of corrupted him. He's not really thinking as Harry Osborn. So, you understand? Just understand what I mean there. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, um, okay, so let me throw this to you. You Do you follow uh, the actor who was Doc Ock on Twitter? Um, I do not, no. A year ago, a fan said, wouldn't it be cool to see Superior Spider-Man in the Insomniac universe? And he said, yeah, it would, period. Mm -hmm. So I think I have two ideas that would be cool if they were to play with it in some capacity, maybe not 100%, maybe 5%, but in some capacity, it'd be cool. What if they had the Venom suit subvert Peter and go straight to Miles? Oh, that's a twist. And Miles is indirectly involved in the death of Rio Morales, much like Peter oh. was involved in the death of Uncle Ben because of the influence of the Black Suit. Now that's that is very exciting. That that would be such a a powerful way to to sort of take inspiration from that storyline you were on about before with the death of Rio, um, and. That that if they did that, that would be such a powerful scene. People would be in tears over that, um, and it's unexpected. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I'd like that. I, I wouldn't like and, it. I'd be I'd, I'd I'd be upset, but yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> and it it would it, it would it would it would set the tone, right? Like mm. when Joel died yeah. in Last of Us Two, that set the tone. You knew what you were in for. If they did yeah. that here, I think I think that would be cool. So I think that'd be one way to do it. And also in the comics, so in the Ultimate Universe and in the Tobey Maguire movies, they showed that the Venom symbiote is like, ah, no, don't get off of me. But in the comics, it's much, it's it's a metaphor for, for substances, for drug abuse. Yeah. So it's not going to rip at you. You can put it away. But it is your whims and desires that's going to want you to keep going back to the black suit. Yeah. So... You know, so when people say, oh, well, the Venom suit wouldn't go to Miles because he has bioelectricity, it's just going to fry it. Miles doesn't need to do bioelectricity for him to rip off the suit. He can he can take it off. Mm-hmm. The, the symbiote will be pissed about it. You rejected me, but it's not going to be this massive cinematic, oh, my God, like Tobey Maguire. In a way, I think it'd be kind of more poetic if it was just a piece of, cl- like, you know, clothing that he took off. But it was hard <laughs> for him to do it because of just his own insecurities. So I think that's one way to do it if they were to kind of homage Uncle Ben and Rio by having Miles wear the black suit and being indirectly involved without being a too self-deprecating and edgy, like, uh, yeah, you know, the Snyderverse or something. 
Um, but I think that um, a second way to do it is if the black suit has completely taken over Peter. There is no coming back. Maybe there is a boss fight between Miles and Peter. Miles gets the shit kicked out of him. And then Miles goes to old buddy Doc Ock. It's like, hey, can you help me out? <laughs> like, I'm not trying to rescue out of prison, but I need my older brother back. Yeah. Do you have some tech to get him out of this black suit? And the end of Spider-Man 2 is Peter's like, oh, you're back, bro. Peter's like, yeah, I am back. I am back. And maybe they artistically show Peter looks in the mirror and he's hugging Miles, but in the reflection, you don't see Peter and Miles. You see Otto, Octavius, and Miles. And then you know, you know that Peter's trapped in there. Wow. Yeah, that'll be good. A you know? Any 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 inspiration they can take from Superior Spider-Man, I'd be happy with. Um, but that, I can just picture it now, that shot of him, you know, walking in the mirror. Yeah, that'd be, that, that and that'd be haunting. I'm sold. Yeah. yeah. And because... if it just, it just ends there, no post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that'd be haunting. Maybe you have happy music, like happy music. Everybody's hugging. The threat is over, whatever it is. But then you have that Tony Todd music play. Peter looks in the mirror and it's Otto and he's smiling mm -hmm. and Miles is dapping him up. Oh, I have my big bro back. Psych. No, you don't. <laughs> That's, that is, that'd be so haunting that I can, I'm just getting, I'm feeling uneasy just thinking about that. <laughs> bro, like that would be horrifying but the third choice that they could do i think that this is probably what's going to happen um is it's just an original story that takes that that focuses on um and those are original too but i'm talking like the ending is something that you could only predict if you played the game like the yeah. ending is specifically tailored to what they're doing in their game you, you, you get what i'm saying so like maybe something related to craven and his family maybe something related to eddie brock which i highly doubt eddie's going to be in this game I think it's going to be Harry. Um, you know, there's a lot that they could do. Maybe Harry dies at the end, similar to Spider-Man 3, so it still hits you, but it's still fairly predictable. There's a lot that they can do, bro. Um, yeah. But I think a haunting ending is the way to go if this is the Empire Strikes Back of the saga, and I am punching my ticket right now. Some way, some way, somehow, Peter versus Miles, that needs to be an intense... It, it, Peter versus Miles has to be the hardest boss fight in video game history. Because if you think about it, Peter has spider yeah. sense. Miles has spider sense. How the fuck are you supposed to touch him? Yeah. <laughs> it would just be like a Will Ospreay match. Just flips, dodges everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and like, you know, like, have you played Metal Gear Solid? I've not, no. Okay. There's, and one of the Metal Gear Solid games, Metal Gear Solid 3, um, the, the villain, it's like a Psycho Mantis. Okay. Um, you're trying to shoot Psycho Mantis, and Psycho Mantis blocks all of your bullets every single time. And you die every single time. Like, you can't beat Psycho Mantis. Like, we should do that on Twitch sometime. Try and playing that boss fight. You will okay. die every single time. It's because the game is reading your every movement. It is saying, we can read your controller. Your port is giving us your input. Like, you can't oh, beat wow. us. So you're trapped. You're like, how are you supposed to do it? Just think bigger. Port, plug in your port into the second controller. <laughs> the, then Psycho Mantis doesn't predict you because your controller is in the player two slot. You get what I'm saying? Oh, that's and pretty clever. And then you can just beat beat him rather easily. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's still tough, but you can beat him. So it's like if they found a way, maybe not exactly that, but I mean, it is PlayStation, right? They did it once, mm -hmm. they can do it again. 
Yeah. They found a way to make Peter just so impossibly difficult. Like Peter Parker, the boss fight, Peter Parker, if they ever do that, or same with Venom, same with Craven, it should be just as difficult as the Valkyries and the gods and God of War. It should be just as difficult as the Berserkers from God of War Ragnarok. Like, you should get be getting knocked out or slash killed fighting a black suit Spider-Man every single time. You know? 100%. And so yeah. so the boss fight has to deliver gameplay-wise. It has to be the hardest freaking boss fight I've ever played. Like, I, I want to be calling you saying, screw Spider-Man. I hate this game. I'm not <laughs> playing this game. I'm frustrated. That's the energy I need to be on by playing by playing that role. Like it, it's yeah. it's got to happen. It's 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 got to happen. And and I think um, in terms of like DLC, bro, just get better writers than the guys that were on PS4. Because I don't care about you know uh, you know Hammerhead being a zombie <laughs> cyborg. You know it's stupid. Yeah, like, they they did get a bit tedious. The DLCs. I stopped playing them. I just watched what happens on YouTube. Oh, I, I, I completed them to get to get the trophies, but I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, that's that that that's what they need to do, bro. Like, like Miles mm -hmm. and Peter, like you really need to feel their relationship. So when they fight, it should hurt you. It should feel, this is what I'm going to say. It should feel like Anakin versus Obi-Wan from Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And maybe if they had the boss fight, like, Maybe Peter punches Miles through a building, so you're like web swinging while you're fighting, and it's like a over the camera shot, over the shoulder shot. So you're super immersed. Hit L one, hit R one, hit L one, hit R one. Oh, Peter's yeah. here, you know, like, like it, it'd be it'd be so dope. Oh, and you know, like we could talk about this forever, but it's gonna be, <laughs> bro. It's getting super late. It? Let me see what time it is. It's, it's 10, to, 10 to eleven. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Before, right. real quick, you know, real quick, a few minutes, bro. Do you think that Spider Man, so it's coming out in September? We already know that. Um, yeah. We already said that, you know, a lot of the trailers and the teasers going to happen. Do you think that at State of Play in June is when we're going to get like the first nine, 10 minutes of the game? Um, I think so. I think we'll, we'll get, we'll get some sort of, we'll get more footage. Hopefully it's like the first 10 minutes. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get something in some capacity, I'm sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, I mean, I'm so excited for this game. I'm so excited for this game. But I think the biggest thing is, and when I finished, Smile, finished Spider-Man PS4, um, I was really ecstatic about the future of the franchise because of the gameplay. Mm -hmm. When I played Miles Morales, it hit me in my heart. I was like, damn, this game is really, really heartfelt. Yeah, Spider-Man Two. I need to be horrified. Spider-Man Two. I need to be like, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Spider-Man Two. Yeah, I, that it has to end on a haunting note. It, it's got to. It, it's got to. Yeah. If, if they're going for the Empire Strikes Back theme, if they're going for making it really dark, they've got to do that. So they've already got everyone invested now. The first two games yeah. has got everyone obsessed with this franchise. They yeah. they have. They don't need to take any safe options anymore. They can take risks, so they should. Yeah, I agree. And if we can get, like, don't make this forgettable in the Spider-Man mythos. Make this game stand oh, yeah. out. Yeah. You know, and do, real last question, bro. Do you think that the mo most of the horror, most of the intensity is going to be Craven? Is it going to be Venom? Or is Ooh. it... Uh, 
or do you think what happens between Venom and Craven is the catalyst for a lot of the drama between Peter and Miles, which is where the heart of the story might be? Um, I think, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of, of Venom on maybe on his own, just being absolutely horrific, you know, biting people's heads off and stuff like that. And then when they come together, that's when it really goes up another level and becomes really horrifying. Um, yeah, seeing them work working together, fighting against them, working together in a game is gonna be gonna be quite hard in some of the some of the fights. But <laughs> yo, I just got it. I just figured it out. Go on. I just figured out what they could do. And then we were going to end the podcast episode just like we would in the game for effect, for, for cinematic effect. I got it. Maybe Peter and Miles, they have like a, a huge falling out in the game, but they mm -hmm. agree. They agree to fix it and become bros again after they come together to beat Venom, right? Maybe Craven mm -hmm. bit off more than he could chew. Norman bit off more than he could chew. And while you feel Venom's sympathy, you feel the sympathy for Venom, at this point, he's a monster. Make him like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Kung Fu Panda movies, but make him Lord Shen. You know, like yeah. you, you relate to him, you feel for him, but at some point you're a monster. Like, you know, and if they do that, so maybe you have Peter and Miles working together against Venom. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Venom, Venom kills Peter Parker. But I'm not done yet. I'm not done. <coughs> he kills Peter Parker. Peter is out. Like, like, or maybe he's comatose. Here's a bit. He's comatose. Oh. Peter is on his deathbed. He's comatose. Okay. Maybe in the story, he's been out for two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. So you're playing as Miles. You know, maybe Rio lives. She uses her connections as the new mayor to get Otto Octavius out of jail to help resuscitate Peter because oh, he saved no. New York. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when Peter is woken up and he hugs Miles and you see that mirror hospital shot, Peter's back, the city's back. Oh, like, you know, Peter Parker, or not the city's happy, but his loved ones, Mary Jane, you know, Robbie Robertson, there's, you know, friend circle combined with Miles' friend circle. They're all happy that Peter's okay. You know, mm -hmm. they move past the Osbournes. Maybe Osborne is out there pissed that Harry's dead, that, you know, maybe he died because of Venom or whatever. But the point is, it was very heartbreaking that Peter died and they'll never, Miles and Peter will never be able to reconcile, right? Then Miles does whatever he can, uses the connections, Rio Morales is the mayor, to get, uh, you know, Otto Octavius out maybe on a parole so that he can do the science stuff and all he has to do is resuscitate Peter Parker. And he does it, but when you look in the mirror and you're hugging Miles, you don't see Peter and Miles hugging. Aww. You see Otto Octavius. In Peter's body. Oh no. Hugging Miles. So 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 how it would look cinematically. <laughs> exactly. And the and, and you know, outside of the mirror, it's just Peter hugging Miles on the gurney. But in the mirror, you see Otto in the gurney hugging Miles. And everybody is cheering. You have no oh, idea. They have no idea. They have no idea <sighs> what has just happened. They have absolutely no idea. And maybe the music is still happy. Yeah, maybe the music is still happy, but then you hear like the slight, like of the violin, and then the game just ends. Yeah, that 
Oh, I can. I'm just picturing that in my head. I'm just picturing that shot of the mirror, and it's giving me chills. It's making me uneasy. That's that's why you are gonna go on to become one of the greatest comic book writers of our generation. I might just say that. Um... <laughs> you know, man, I, 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 I want to be. I will mm-hmm. say that I want to be. I believe I have the heart to learn the skills possible to be decent. Mm-hmm. But again, to kind of connect it earlier to we were talking about Ramadan and substances, right? It's about discipline, you know? It's about discipline. You have to be disciplined. And thank you for the kind words, bro. I just have to implement it, you know? Mm-hmm. I just have to work hard every day and, and write and grind. And what we're doing with the podcast is what I got to do with the comic books, bro. I, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. But, you know, I just have to deliver, bro. But that yeah. that is that is how I would pitch the ending of, of spider-man to make it that horrifying and then maybe in spider-man 3 you know like maybe norman does kill peter parker right kill peter parker but it's Otto. so when he's resuscitated peter's back yeah and then peter and miles will finally be able to reconcile from whatever argument they had in spider-man 2 mm-hmm. so you know but then i mean if you have peter get killed by venom and then get killed by Otto, a gob like Peter can't keep dying, you know? So it's like, you know, they would find a way. But I think I think mm-hmm. having Venom be the one to make Peter brain dead and then Otto resuscitate him, but psych, he's in there somehow, yeah. you know? Maybe Otto had a heart attack during it, so he's dead, <laughs> but no, his brain... Like, there's so much things that they could do, but um, that is how I would... That's how I would do it. Yeah. So, yeah, bro. You're tired, man. I know. I'm... I'm <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm tired. Go, go go to sleep, bro. Go to sleep, man. But with that, guys, this has been the Invincibles. This has been our longest episode by far. Um, an hour. You know, oh, they, this is gonna be fun for me to c- computer to handle. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get as much TikToks out of this as possible, bro. The number yeah. one TikTok for sure. We gotta do that. Um, that ending, Spider-Man mm-hmm. Two ending like that. That would be haunting. But um, with that, bro. Bro, this has been the Invincibles with Zen and Ollie. Take care of you guys. Take care of yourself, guys. Love you guys. Thank you so, so much for the engagement. Mm-hmm. Follow us. Ollie, do you want to tell us where we are on social media? Yeah, so uh, on Twitter and Instagram, it's Invincibles underscore pod. On TikTok, it's uh, The Invincibles Podcast. On YouTube, it's The Invincibles Podcast. And on Twitch, it's The Invincibles Podcast. Um, t- Twitch stuff probably become becoming quite slowly just here and there might play a bit of 2k23 uh i had a go playing the last of us the other night just to just to test sort the system out stuff like that um that was quite fun um but yeah probably be stuff a few live streams coming but uh, yeah that that's that's all our socials the the links will be down there anyway yeah and hey hey bro i want to play you in fifa at one point so we might have to get a fifa invincibles game bro oh yeah i like that yeah (laughs) you can you could take the invincibles from arsenal you know and i'll take the pseudo uh invincibles you know i'll take the liverpool pseudo invincibles from two years ago we were we were millimeters away from invincibles and centurions in 2019 john stones is a dickhead oh (laughs) fucking hate him Sorry, I'm still bitter. <laughs> hey, are you sure you don't have the black suit underneath your hoodie, bro? Are you sure you don't have the hoodie on affecting that? <laughs> this is my black suit. 
but with that guys thank you so much for listening to our podcast yeah like always hit us up on instagram social media my instagram is also bad biryani all of yours is ollie r johnson right ollie w r johnson ollie w r johnson so yeah, yeah and we're just gonna be putting everything on our stories episode comes out uh you guys will be hearing it on friday so um yeah mm-hmm. take care of yourself guys uh be happy be healthy ramadan kareem to everybody celebrating and just take care of yourselves you know just take care of yourselves uh don't don't uh don't play with your lives Uh, yeah make make something make something of your day that's a great way to end